0: max's scarce desert world survival making man or man making survival
1: that's thought-provoking coming out of this harsh barren land we saw in mad max
0: it's such a different world isn't it a wasteland scenario where everything's stripped bare the necessities of life become the singular focus survival isn't insured but battled for every regurgitating moment
1: max being portrayed resourceful in this extreme environment gives a chilling account of the physical emotional turmoil
0: Absolutely. It's a world where relationships are mere survival alliances, empathy is secondary, and strength decides your tomorrow.
1: Drawing parallels to real-world desert survival, however, we must admit it's a horror show. The constant battle against dehydration, malnutrition. Jason, I think you can explain better how intense this struggle might be physiologically.
0: Well, Sophia, it gets critical real quick. Routine body functions in such environments demand energy, more than we can possibly accumulate from scarce food. If you don't adapt extremely quickly, your body starts shutting down, bit by bit.
1: So, in reality, Max's hardcore survival strategies might be even more daunting than the film portrayed? Let's break down Max's survival tactics starting with vehicles. They're practically lifelines in Mad Max's world, scavenged, repaired, and weaponized to become survival tools. Using vehicles not just for transports, but a defensive base, a hunting weapon, even a shelter in extreme situations. Do you agree, Jason?
0: Yeah. That's just it, Sophia. In a world where everything, including the people, are stripped back to bare essentials, these vehicles become the finest line between life and death. Max does a brilliant job in turning scraps of metal into his advantage.
1: True. Leveraging whatever available. Moving on, let's discuss Max's diet mainly canned and packaged food scavenged from wreckages. Real-life desert survivors also would have to rely on canned food or hunt for survival. Might seem inhuman, but there's no room for diet preferences in such harsh conditions, I guess.
0: Nailed it, Sophia. It can get primal, as it isn't merely about culinary choices, but sheer existence. Talking about primal, there's Max's scavenging skills, his ability to find and optimize resources from seemingly useless junk. Truly remarkable, wouldn't you say, Sophia?
1: Definitely, Jason. The IT side of me would compare Max's scavenging skills to a super efficient algorithm, which reduces waste and maximizes output. Not a pretty job, but necessary. Lastly, his self defense techniques street fights, knife fights, hand to hand combat, even vehicular warfare. Max isn't just surviving, but fighting back adversity.
0: I couldn't put it better, Sophia. He embodies the spirit of a survivalist doing whatever it takes to make it through. That's his ace in the hole. Max accepts the reality of his world and makes the most of it.
1: What stands out to me is Max's ability to read social situations. He forges alliances or avoids conflict based on his split-second readings of individuals' motivations and group dynamics.
0: This is crucial, isn't it? In such a wasteland setting... Discerning friend from foe in mere seconds could be the difference between life and death. Spot
1: on, Jason. It is not always the strongest who survive, but those who adapt best to their environments. Quick thinking and the ability to swiftly assess and adapt to rapidly changing situations can be life-saving.
0: Well, consider his assertive behavior, too. Think about real-life deserts. They are unforgiving, harsh environments. In Max's wasteland, there are no rules, no police, no societal norms. An assertive, even aggressive stance not only deters potential threats, but also establishes Max as an authority figure.
1: Yeah, Max's aggression may seem excessive in our society, born out of frustration perhaps, but in the context of a harsh post-apocalyptic reality, it can be a vital survival tool. But could Max's aggression also be a double-edged sword for survival?
0: This one is a bit tricky, Sophia. Yes, aggression can keep potential threats at bay, but could also incite unnecessary conflicts. Jason, in that case, aggression can play both roles, a boon and a bane for Max. It's also important to consider the mental toll of constantly being on edge. Survival in a desert-like environment, as seen in Mad Max, is unarguably daunting. Shifting our focus from Max's survival approach to more realistic methods, some key principles have emerged as vital. One of them is undoubtedly the conservation of water. Remember, our bodies lose water through perspiration, but also through breathing.
1: True. Breathing in a dry and hot climate like a desert increases the dehydration process. In such extreme conditions, how does one maintain hydration?
0: Excellent point, Sophia. Now, if trapped in a real-life desert scenario, one could search for water sources or exploit condensation. Water can be found in underground roots, or by digging holes to allow groundwater to seep in. Condensation bags or solar stills can capture water from plant transpiration or from the soil. However, these are last resorts and come with inherent risks.
1: And that's where carrying essential equipment, like a water filter or purification tablets, becomes crucial. However, acquiring food in such conditions must be equally challenging.
0: Indeed. It's important to conserve energy while scavenging for food, Insects and reptiles are ample in desert environments and can serve as a reliable food source. Edible plants, although scarce, can also be an option. Moreover, the ability to identify harmful species can be a lifesaver.
1: I guess navigation through such an inhospitable environment would also call for special skills.
0: Absolutely. Basic navigation skills like recognizing certain patterns in star constellations or observing the sun's movement can be handy. Lastly, shelter from the scorching sun and cold nights is crucial, and having tools like a knife or a flint could assist in building a makeshift shelter or a fire.
1: Jason, building on what you mentioned about desert survival, tools like knife or flint, fire-making, and shelter construction come to my mind as important survival skills. Any thoughts on that?
0: That's an interesting point, Sophia. Yes, a good quality knife stands paramount in my list, too. It can be used in multiple ways, from cutting and peeling food to creating weapons for hunting or self-protection.
1: Just like Max's iconic makeshift weapons in Mad Max, right?
0: Exactly. His resourcefully repurposed weapons definitely accentuate the importance of scavenging skills in such harsh conditions. However, a strong, well-designed knife is more reliable and versatile than any makeshift weapon, so it's worth packing one if you find yourself preparing for a post-apocalyptic scenario.
1: Sure, a quality knife is using its weight in gold in terms of survival. Now fire-making is another crucial survival skill. Even Max, in his itinerant journeys, had frequent fires to keep away cold and predators.
0: Yes, a fire serves many purposes. Not only does it provide warmth, but it can also be used to cook food, purify water, and ward off animals. And don't forget the psychological comfort that a fire can provide in a survival scenario. A burning flame often stands as a symbol of hope and survival in such dire situations.
1: Like a beacon amidst the darkness, indeed? But without a proper shelter, even a fire won't protect us from the extreme desert temperatures. Any thoughts on the significance of this skill and its portrayal in Mad Max?
0: Building a shelter isn't just about having a place to sleep, it's vital for protecting oneself from elements, whether it be the scorching daytime heat or the chilling desert nights. In Mad Max, we often see him use his vehicle as a mobile shelter, which realistically isn't a bad idea considering it offers mobility. However, the ability to construct a crude shelter from available materials is paramount in real situations where one might not have access to a vehicle.
1: Considering Max's survival tactics, they're not exactly without their hazards or concerns, I'd say.
0: Certainly, the biggest issue could be his constant state of vigilance and aggression. It actually might become a mental burden over time.
1: It does seem that way. Living in a constant state of fear and aggression isn't just distressing, but also taxing on our mental health. Could it diminish one's clarity of judgment, Jason?
0: Definitely. It could contribute to decision fatigue and lead to irrational actions. And in such hostile conditions, a slight misstep can be fatal. Let's not forget the physical toll it can take. The extreme physical exertion would lead to a quicker onset of dehydration
1: water shortage already a crisis, faster dehydration could be devastating. Speaking of physical risks, scavenging or hunting for food must carry its own threats.
0: Absolutely. If you consider, out in a hostile wasteland, you'd be likely to run into dangerous predators or hostile fellow survivors. Looking for food might even lead to accidents or injuries, plus diseases. Who knows what kind of infections one might contract while scavenging.
1: Hazards, indeed, it seems each survival tactic could carry its own pitfalls. It gives us a reason to pause and contemplate, doesn't it? Vehicles play a major role in Mad Max survival methodology, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. it factor into almost every part of Max's survival strategy.
1: Cars provide shelter from the elements, dunes, and predators. Not to mention it's his essential means of escape during hostile encounters.
0: That's right but there's an underlying problem with reliance on vehicles, especially in a post-apocalyptic scenario.
1: I presume you're hinting at their scarcity in an apocalyptic age?
0: Scarcity is a giant factor. If resources are scarce, fuel, spare parts, and safe clutter-free paths, it wouldn't take long for vehicles to become non-viable.
1: Realistically, they'd turn into rusting heaps rendering them nothing more than an oversized paperweight. But until that point...
0: Until that point... Vehicles would indeed provide a major survival advantage. However, the moment they run out of juice or breakdown, they'd leave you more vulnerable. Weighing in the desert's harsh environments, walking long distances isn't really a viable option.
1: Right. I'm weighing in my limited knowledge of deserts, but the extreme heat could potentially make a working vehicle's metal parts overheat, thus hastening its breakdown?
0: That's another logistical challenge. Overheating, tire blistering, Potential fuel leak from degraded fuel lines due to extreme temperatures. These are just few of the many considerations that point out to the unviability of over-reliance on vehicles in a wasteland scenario.
1: A shifting landscape that's just as tricky to deal with. Given such conditions, our fictional protagonist's reliance on vehicles becomes a two-edged sword, don't you think?
0: Definitely, Sophia. It's a risk that could easily tilt from survival advantage to a life-threatening disadvantage.
1: So, Jason, do you think Max's tactics are viable from an expert's perspective?
0: Well, speaking on a physiological basis, there are a lot of factors to consider. To start, Max's ability to adapt to extreme heat is impressive. Human body naturally sweats in an attempt to regulate body temperature. But in a desert-like scenario, excessive sweating can lead to rapid dehydration that's threatening to survival.
1: In other words... While his physical endurance is commendable, it could become counterproductive in a real-life desert survival scenario?
0: Yes, exactly. Essentially, it becomes a race against the clock on finding a water source, before your body dehydrates and temperature soars. And there's the psychological aspect, too. The mind plays a key role in survival, and Max's tendency to act on instinct rather than reason could escalate dangerous situations.
1: Interesting. Would the experts recommend any specific strategies to handle these physical and mental challenges?
0: Absolutely. Dehydration can be mitigated to some extent by reducing physical activity and seeking shade during peak sunlight hours. They'd also advise us to lay off food as digestion increases water demand. Psychologically, mindfulness techniques and a balanced approach between instinctive and analytic reasoning is essential. Max's aggressive behavior can act as a deterrent, but could also make one a target.
1: That's a careful balancing act, it seems. Do you think, given proper knowledge and training, an average person can pull off what Max does?
0: Survival in such harsh conditions is nothing short of a Herculean task. It requires a comprehensive understanding of the human physiology's response to adverse conditions, coupled with practical survival skills, backed by immense mental strength. So. In my opinion, it's possible, but it demand an extraordinary level of preparation and mental resilience.
1: Is it true, Jason, that survival can depend on something as simple as knowing where the sun rises and sets?
0: Absolutely. Being aware of the earth's movements can save a life. Let's think about Mauro Prosperé, the Italian marathoner, who was caught in a sandstorm during a 6-day foot race in Morocco. He was lost and used the sun as a compass, walking during the cool morning hours, and resting in the heat of the day, to survive.
1: It's fascinating to compare that to Max's reliance on mechanical transport and instinct.
0: That's one difference between fact and fiction. Prosperi's survival relied on guile, and adherence to ancient desert knowledge. Max, though, uses brute force and a high-speed V8 interceptor.
1: Well, most systems would likely fail in an apocalypse it seems that basic knowledge of Mother Nature is key.
0: Definitely, the essence of real survival in a desert lies on relying on nature and ancient wisdom, stretching from navigational skills to understanding symptoms of dehydration and how to adapt your body to preserve water. The assumption that modern gadgets will save us in harsh conditions is more than a little naive.
1: Speaking of adapting to the environment, Our apocalypse survival tip this week is about water conservation, a crucial element during extreme conditions like in the Mad Max world. In a desert, water might be in short supply, so we need to think about conservation and sanitation.
0: Could you share some specific methods, Sophia?
1: Sure, one way is to conserve the body's water by limiting physical activities and staying in the shade during the day to reduce sweat. Also, it's important not to eat too much protein, as it requires more water for digestion.
0: Reducing activity to conserve water opposite of max's tactics interesting anything on sanitation
1: absolutely collecting water in a container keep it covered if the water is of questionable quality boiling or using chemical treatments can eliminate many harmful organisms
0: boiling sounds simple enough but what if one doesn't have a decent fire source
1: a handy alternative is a simple diy solar still it uses the sun's heat to evaporate and then condense water All you need is a plastic sheet, a container, and a small hole in the ground.
0: How about when you can't dig a hole, or there's no plastic sheet?
1: Well, that's a tough one. In an extreme scenario like that, one might have to resort to unconventional water sources like dew collection, or even extracting water from cactus or certain kind of insects.
0: Sounds pretty hardcore. I guess survival situations require out-of-the-box thinking. Ingenious ways to collect water, indeed.
1: Mad Max's fans would agree the wasteland depicted is realistically harsh.
0: Absolutely. Credit to the team behind the camera, their work truly intensifies the movie's post-apocalyptic vibe. Filming in those extreme conditions must have been a huge challenge.
1: Did you know that Mad Max Fury Road was filmed mainly in Namibia? The original plan was to film in Australia, much like the previous installments, but unpredicted rain turned the desert landscape into a flower bed.
0: Well... That's a piece of trivia I wasn't aware of. I suppose the barren, dusty landscapes of the Namibian desert must have provided an authentic backdrop for the film's gritty plot. The team's choice to adapt and scout a new location exemplifies their commitment to producing a believable wasteland.
1: Agreed. And speaking of commitment, I read somewhere that to create Fury Road's visual aesthetics, the director, George Miller, insisted on using practical effects wherever possible. The film's iconic choreographed car stunts? Most of those were done for real, with minimal reliance on CGI.
0: That's wild. The dedication of the stunts team then? It's mind-blowing. Performing high-speed car stunts in the desert is on a whole different plane of risk and thrill than our desert survival discussion.
1: Definitely. Their efforts, however, paid off beautifully on screen. Mad Max wouldn't have been the same without the authenticity the team pulled off the film managed to transcend the viewing experience into the harsh realities of survival in a wasteland. It's almost as if the crew themselves had to adopt some survival strategies in these conditions while filming, don't you think?
0: Yes, it does seem that way. The team dealt with soaring temperatures, sandstorms, and logistical issues. In a way, they too had to endure a real-world taste of a Mad Max adventure, minus the violent warlords, of course.
1: let's ponder upon the cultural footprint Mad Max left behind.
0: Ah, Mad Max. What a game-changer it was for the post-apocalyptic genre. The gritty, raw, and harsh depiction of survival. It created a whole new authenticity for films in this sub-genre.
1: Yes. The way it looks, the way it feels. It set a tough-to-beat standard of comprehending reality after apocalypse. The Mad Max experience is hard-hitting, to the extent that you'd almost feel you are part of the broken civilization.
0: That's interesting. Do you think it has influenced how survival is depicted in subsequent movies?
1: I believe so, though I can't list specifics. Jason, you have more insights about this. Didn't The Road, Book of Eli, and The Walking Dead series adapt similar survival tones?
0: You're on to something, Sophia. The influence is subtle, but evident. For instance, the vehicles outfitted for grim survival, scavenging for resources— The distrust of others. All these subtle echoes of Max's environment can be noticed in these narratives.
1: But as an IT expert, the most fascinating aspect for me is the corresponding impact on technology and AI depicted in these films. The way these narratives envision the role and evolution of technology in a post apocalyptic world seems to mimic Mad Max's own stripped down interpretation. It's a captivating angle of survival strategy. Wouldn't you agree, Jason?
0: That's an insight I hadn't considered, Sophia. It opens up an entirely new perspective for assessing survival strategies. Your point also hints at how the Mad Max narrative has most likely shaped subsequent films' portrayal of post-apocalyptic technology.
1: Exactly. A testament to its cultural impact indeed. Speaking about surviving in Mad Max's world, Jason, who do you think amongst us would last longer in such conditions?
0: Ha <laughs> ha. With your coding skills, you might be able to hack into any remaining tech
1: Question is, would there be any tech to hack into? Realistically, in a place like Mad Max's wasteland, there might not be much left. But I must say your knowledge of desert survival could surely come in hand.
0: Yeah. I guess the possibility of us even crossing paths in such a desolate and hostile world would be pretty slim.
1: Absolutely. I've read quite a few fan theories about what might have happened if other characters had made different choices or if the movie had different endings.
0: That's fascinating. Anything noteworthy?
1: Well, one theory suggests Max paving the way for a new civilization, rather than being a lone survivor. It's an interesting alternative to the lone wolf scenario we see in the movie. There was another one that proposes an entirely different trajectory for Max, where instead of constantly on the run, he could have become a leader in some survivalist tribe. Hmm. Makes me wonder.
0: Interesting theories, indeed. The nature of post-apocalyptic movies is such that they can have endless speculations. I wouldn't mind more episodes dedicated to unpacking these theories.
1: Before we wrap up, let's hear from our listeners.
0: Ah, yes. We've received some interesting questions and perspectives about desert survival.
1: Here's one from a listener named Tom. How effective would Max's aggressive approach be in reality? Wouldn't cooperation be more beneficial for survival?
0: That's a great point, Tom. However... It depends upon the nature of the apocalypse and how society has shaped in the aftermath. Cooperation would be beneficial for long-term survival, but in the short-term, survival, or in a hostile environment, aggressive self-defense could be a necessity.
1: Certainly defense is crucial, but the mental and physical toll it could take might outweigh the benefits. Interesting thoughts to ponder on.
0: Indeed quite thought-provoking. Also a shout-out to user Sin for suggesting we analyze Mad Max, Great suggestion.
1: Absolutely. We loved analyzing Mad Max. It provided us with a detailed and harsh picture of a post-apocalyptic survival scenario. Thank you, Cineperial.
0: Lastly, we invite you, our listeners, to share your creative survival strategies. How would you survive in a Mad Max world?
1: Yes. Also, if you want us to analyze any other movies or survival strategies, do let us know. We always appreciate your engagement in our podcast.
0: Agreed. We're truly grateful for the amount of interaction we've had around this intriguing topic.
1: As we prepare to navigate away from this treacherous and insightful world of Mad Max, let's tally up the survival inventory we've discovered today.
0: Water resources are gold. Conserving each drop is not just a tip for Mad Max, but also for our own reality. Our discussions have shown that whilst Max's survival tactics are riveting and intriguing, they also possess potential hazards—
1: Indeed, the balance between Veronica's tenacity and her aggressive approach, as well as her instincts and their contribution to her survival, make us pause and ponder. While her scavenging skills are her lifeline, reliance solely on brutality could lead to severe consequences.
0: Realistically, physiological guidance could play a crucial role in survival in such hostile conditions, which we saw when discussing desert survival tactics. Essential survival tools like finding food and water using natural elements for navigation, creating a basic shelter, and maintaining necessary physical and mental endurance can determine your survival rate in such environments.
1: And it was a stark reminder of the disparity between movie portrayals and real-life experiences when we dissected the account of actual desert survival instances. All this information has made us much more aware of the details to keep in mind when we look at such thrilling post-apocalyptic movies.
0: But, above all else, remember... Whether it is the world of Mad Max or our own somewhat more predictable world, survival necessitates wit, will, and wise strategies. Feel free to suggest other movies for us to break down their survival strategies.
1: Thank you all for tuning in and joining us today. We adore your passion for survival tactics and appreciate your engagement on every episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be exploring new survival landscapes. Until then, keep your survival instincts sharp.